Hey, remember to subscribe and follow my podcast so when I release a new episode, you get a notification. And follow me on Instagram. Yes, King Oliver. I am very active on there. Have a great day and enjoy the episode. So what I've noticed, yeah, is I was listening to a YouTube video before bed about um, how in Kennedy days, Lyndon B. Johnson, the vice president that took over when Kennedy got assassinated, um, they were putting sulfuric acid into the atmosphere to counteract the emissions from global warming. So before it became a big deal, they recognised that factories and industries were making the planet warm up. And so rather than dealing with the issue of how do we make fuels that are more energy efficient or just stop cars and coal industries from booming they realize okay if you put sulfuric acid in the air it will create like a cloud layer and the sun will kind of stop at the clouds rather than hitting the earth and warming up as a way to just to prolong the having to deal with something about it 50 years later for example there was somebody on a talk show in america called stephen colbert who says that and they can do that through aeroplanes. And if you look at certain aeroplanes, their their smoke pit, some it just sort of is a massive long trail and it just stays long. And some it is like dispersed. So it's like a section, pause, section, pause, section, pause. And he admitted that there's planes going up there spewing out sulfuric acid um, as well as around the world. They are putting out sulfuric acid to counteract the, the climate the climate effect levels and what i've realized is that now we've all stopped working and there's no not as many cars on the road because the whole world's just gone indoors i've noticed how not cloudy it is and i don't know if that's a coincidence or not but i've noticed how it was so cloudy all the time before and now it's just been not cloudy as much of course there's clouds but it's not been as cloudy as much all and it's all to do with the planes aren't there's not as many planes up there and yet there's not as much cloud what's your thoughts on that Oh, I agree. I've I've only touched on this a little bit myself, so I was kind of really listening to what you were saying. But um, my backyard specifically, so I'm right into gardening, and the only way I can kind of compare what you're talking about is the fact that everything started growing and we're about to head into winter. So for Queensland, that doesn't make sense. Like everything would start to be, you know, like shedding its old stuff and, you know, maybe going into a little bit of hibernation, but literally all my plants uh, have had this boost in like the last week and a half especially and I can't stop it all these babies are sprouting and everything and I'm just like then you know comparing it to what you're saying and that that makes so much more sense now I actually haven't made that connection I've been making the point how much my stuff's growing coming into winter but um not actually making a connection why and why that's different this year and this time but that that's all I can think of when you say that but I agree there's something also I think I read about how we the emissions stop us from getting the sun we need as well I've read as well and um you know I'm a big believer in being in the sun I don't really not go in the sun and and if I'm going to wear sunscreen it's just zinc um yeah so I, I think it's all changing for the better so I got shivers when you said that because um you're really the first person I've really spoke to about it but as I said before it was just always fucking cloudy. And I was like, why is it so fucking cloudy? And there's planes everywhere. Um, and you know, like, there's, like, thousands of planes up there. Every two minutes, there's a plane in the sky. So there's, like, thousands of planes at one go. Mm. I thought, well, how can planes really have an effect on... We're not talking about global warming. We're talking about climate change, means heating up, right? It's not man-made, whatever, anyway. How can all these planes in the sky 
the sky's fucking massive. How can certain planes or certain cars really have an impact? And then I'm looking at the lack of planes up there and the lack of cars on the road and how the air is just consistent. It's quiet. I'm looking up at the sky and I can see the sun. As you said, we're not getting enough sun. Why? There's too many clouds in the way. And you're saying about how your plants are starting to thrive. Now, I read a story about how there's a stream and all the fish started to go down it when it would normally just be like full of pollution and shit. Now, that's just man not recycling and doing rubbish at that time. Nothing to do with the temperature or whatever. But it shows that when man stops his activities, nature replenishes itself. And all this sulfuric acid apparently kills a million people every year because it's all to do with shit in the air basically and it's going down on the ground it's going into our food our crops we're breathing it in we don't even realize and i don't know how much is up there whether it's true or not whether planes are actually doing it or who's putting it out but they were basically increasing it every single so often to balance out the amount of stuff that we are doing and it's amazing how you realize we've all literally for the first time ever stopped working at the rate that we were working at planes aren't in the air as much as they were for the first time cars this would have never have happened if this, you know, coronavirus thing didn't happen. Well, no industry is going to be like, well, we're going to wipe out trillions of dollars just for the sake of it. It just never would have happened. And it's interesting to see what has happened. And your plant thing, that is amazing because that is just what well, it just it just proves that. I mean, this video on YouTube was just a video that's been online for four or five years. It's not relevant, mm. but because I'm. Looking at all this stuff, it makes sense. This sulfuric acid shit and how the planes aren't there anymore, how your plants are growing and they're supposed to die. This shit isn't a coincidence. No, no, def- definitely not. Um, it's funny you say that, though, because I, I live right near the Brisbane airport. And so we've had, I think, at least like 70 to 80 percent of our flights cut. Um, but we still have quite a lot of clouds. But then I wonder whether... Again, that is just Australia climate compared to England. Well, yeah, like there's obviously going to be clouds, but the balance of moisture builds up through wind, through a temperature change, and then it rains. It's like it should be like kind of 50-50, whereas I've noticed for Mm. the last two, three years, it's just so cloudy all the goddamn time. And even when it's like sunny, for example... There's so much cloud, which makes it really humid. Like it was being like Singapore in England, where there's clouds mm. keeping the heat in. And I'm thinking, wow, why haven't, why is it so humid? It's because of the clouds. But why are the clouds there? Because the sulfuric acid knows, for example, it's sunny. The heat is going to hit England, for example. And the sulfuric acid is protecting the layer, protecting the earth from heating up. And yet the sulfuric acid and all the shit in that is mixing with the clouds where it's imbalancing its ability to rain down and balance out. So it just stays there. I mean, it does all make sense. And only in the last, say, two weeks, it's been so sunny, not as much cloud. Mm. And also, you know, sound, that's a vibration, right? You know how vibration can affect water? The rice experiment mm-hmm. where you sing lovely stuff to the rice, it goes white. If you put heavy metal to it, it goes mouldy. Well, just think about how mm. um, moisture is water and sound car sound just sound in general is a vibration which clumps together the water whereas mm. nice music will just sort of disperse the water so sound yeah pollution not just pollution from the cars but the sound must clearly be having an effect on just nature like we don't underestimate vibration controls everything controls ourselves mm. 
it's just it's just fascinating because it just is. I don't, I don't, you know how you said about plants? I don't think really anyone knows about what I'm saying. Like you, we all have this thing. Oh, it's the temperature's different. Oh, it's more sunny. But to understand like deeper, like this is what 60 years ago when Kennedy was assassinated, they started putting mm. sulfuric acid into the atmosphere, and it's not something that anyone knows. And the thing is, right, that's not actually global warming. That's mass a man mm. doing something to create something to counteract it. So it's not global yeah. warming. They're doing, they were doing it for good reasons. But it's interesting how when you see what happens when you do or when you don't. That is interesting. Yeah, there's a thing too, not that I know if it's real or not, but I've heard if the planes flew <clears throat> either a little bit, I think it's a little bit higher, it wouldn't be lower, surely not, um, that the emission rate drops by like 60%. I've heard that as well, yeah. Mm, which is, you know, makes you think, okay, well, yeah, we're noticing this now, but um, if we've known that's why we're not, I guess I can't think of a valid reason why we couldn't change it. I'm sure they have one, though. See, what's coming to mind is, right, without talking about global warming, this is actually the opposite, because global warming mm. is man doing all this stuff to create storms and shit, whereas Lyndon B., for example, created this sulfuric stuff because he was aware that the emissions were hitting up the planet. So he's done that to protect the planet. But what's happened is, is that there's been so much pollution and stuff that man's doing that you have to increase the sulfuric acid, which keeps the temperature in, which makes storms, because it's supposed to go mm. out there and disperse and just travel. That's why there's always a storm in America, then there's a storm in England. But now there's so much, say, cloud keeping all the heat in, there's no release. So you just have this massive, massive, massive storm where there's a mm. massive flood with, like, too much rain at one time, which then fucks up everything else, as opposed to this rain, dry, rain, dry which is causing the issues. So you could say that is man-made, but that's not climate change in the way that people think it is. It's not mm. man's creating the storms. It's, for example, the sulfuric acid is about counteracting the, 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 the planet heating up. So it's so interesting how it's like, it's not man doing global warming. It was man trying to fix it years and years ago, which is kind of outdated because it's having the reverse effects. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's, it's so, do you not like think that so many times now there's so much that they, and I guess this is kind of the opposite where they did try to do the right thing by realizing it wasn't so good, but there's so many things that people would do way back when, and I'm looking like a hundred years ago that only now is people are starting to talk about again. Um, and I guess for that hundred years, those methods weren't preached or encouraged or anything like that like especially you know the topic of our last uh, podcast you know the law of attraction and all that you know people wrote books and Napoleon Hill wrote that book in 1937 like he has known all those principles and laws of achievement for, for you know they've been accessible for the past hundred years but we're still talking about things that are just like irrelevant and people just go about their day for the next hundred years and now we're talking about it again it's like this whole sudden new information and everyone's coming to an awakening and it's like well no we need to you know why for that hundred years was all that information missing and you know why why was it so accessible and encouraged then and then everyone just kind of lost their way and a million different other ways that things come up and now we're just coming back to the original one source 
what I find amazing is, right, <clears throat> as you speak about all this, you know, knowledge and becoming aware of stuff that has always been there. People are like, oh, government conspiracies, they're hiding this on this, Illuminati. It's nothing to do with that. It's just people becoming aware, coming out of their heads and seeing everything. It's not government trying to control you, Illuminati, or the rich people trying to control everyone. It's just people are becoming aware. And that's pretty much it. And I was that same person. I, I hated the government. I hated the queen. hated rich people because I thought that they were controlling me. And it wasn't that. It was just that I was becoming aware. I wanted control of myself and I wanted money. So that was basically it. And if you look at patterns of animals, right, there's a pack of cows or a pack of, say, um, buffalo at a, at a river and they're drinking the water and eating the fish, right? One buffalo walks off to another river and sees that there's fucking loads of fish and loads of water. He doesn't go back and say, hey, mate. My guys, there's a new river over there because then they all come over there and they take all the fish and all the water. So that buffalo now has increased his survival rate by knowing he's got the whole river to himself and so much fish. Whereas where all the other buffalo are, that fish is going to run out. That water's going to run out because everyone's drinking it. So in life, knowledge is always kept to increase one's own survival. If you look at a carcass, there's always one bird that finds it and eats as much as it can because then it knows the almost like the other birds are late to the party this stuff about you know back in the day tribes kings emperors monks buddhas knowledge all this stuff it's not it's being kept everything has come from a different tribe before there was online before there was planes before there was cars you've got the chinese tribe indian tribe african tribe english tribe they're just working out their own shit basically and as you move forward you mingle with other tribes and you learn knowledge it's not oh why didn't you tell me that it's just different rates of knowledge happens depending on your ancestors and how far evolved they are and if you look at the patterns of knowledge now and how china is making all this technological stuff and america isn't it's like well how can we're not making that it's like well there's no rules chinese are just ahead of their game making all this tv and 4d and stuff and english people are aware that you know governments are doing this and doing that it's just the way it is it's just knowledge is not kept it's just you're living your life. Government isn't controlling your life. So why do you expect them to tell you every damn thing? And you just realise you're on your own path yourself. I like what you're saying. I agree to a degree where I think at the, the day we are the only ones in control of what we do. Like no matter what, our thoughts, feelings and actions are up to us, which cause our results. And no matter whether they're Buddhas or monks or Christians or spiritual people, at the end of the day, it's a basic law that your thoughts become things. And that's it. And if you're not aware of it, you're doing it subconsciously and aimlessly. And if you're aware of it, then you can do the fucking shit out of life. You can get whatever you want because you're aware. Like, no matter what, I've been, like, you know, really getting into all different kind of religions and beliefs and all that, no matter what, I come to the same conclusion. No matter what story it gets me there at the end, it's the same fucking thing. Your thoughts become things. That's it. And no matter if you want to, like, fairy tale it up a little bit here, there, everywhere to make it fancy and entice people to believe it, regardless of whether they believe it or not, it's happening every single day, all the time. And the minute you realise that to be free, you've just got to be yourself, then you're laughing. Like, honestly, since our last podcast, I've just focused on me. I haven't lived from the outside in and I've never, you know, done that. I've always let my environmental conditioning affect what I do and what, especially what I feel. Um, so, yeah, like even not saying that the information was kept, but it's certainly 
hasn't been encouraged. And I really disagree with, I guess, that like the people, I don't know. It's a confusing one. I, w- I just, it just fascinates me that something so easily done by man with their mind was really talked about a hundred years ago. And then for some reason, I can't seem to, it wasn't shoved in my face when I was born. You'd think a hundred years later, that would have been developed into my education system maybe, or like at least, you know, you'd think that my ancestors would know and it would have been passed down. And I just find it really fascinating that still a hundred years later, so many people are unaware of this power within so two things to that. For example, right, you could say that this knowledge should be passed down, like how to have a, how to make rice. A Chinese family will pass that down, right? Mm. Indians will mm. pass down how to make a biryani. And some things are just not passed down. Some things are so common amongst everyone that everyone kind of already knows it. You think everyone knows it, so you don't bother preaching it anymore. For example, if I had a kid... I would not teach him all of this because then I would put my kid into school. He'd be the smartest kid in the playground. He'd be smarter than the teachers. He wouldn't fit in with anyone. He would go through hell at school. So what's the point of me teaching him all of this stuff? Because he, I'm making him a black sheep and it was hard enough for me as a black sheep working out this shit. If he knew this shit, smarter than the head teacher, understood school systems and telling all the children this is a waste of time and all this law of attraction shit, he, he, fucking the police would take him away, right? So I wouldn't teach my child this type of shit because I'm aware that it's so limited that you're actually doing harm as opposed to doing good. And should he want to know more when he's older, then we can have that conversation. So in terms of that, I would choose not to hand that knowledge down. And if I didn't teach him and then he just fit in normally where all of his friends had this mindset. And if I then taught him this stuff at, say, 25, he wouldn't fit in and his life would have to change. It's best not to kind of, you know, poke the bear, for example. So he might know this stuff, but doesn't really care because it's easier just doing that. So that's a generation that could have fed it down, which was lost. So now he has kids and these kids never knew what grandfather knew. So when you look at it like that, why does knowledge not get passed down? Again, you feel like everyone knows the biryani recipe because everyone eats eating biryani. And all it takes is one generation not to be taught it the same way the person above did, because everyone makes biryani, that you lose that secret ingredient to how to make a biryani. The opposite side to that is that if everyone knew how to make a biryani, there'd be no Indian restaurants making money because everyone would be mm. making Indian food. There'd be no business because they wouldn't be able to compete. If everyone knew how to make their own business, how to think and then create, there'll be no companies because there'll be no people working for these companies because they don't have their own business, which means there'll be no corporations, no businesses, no record labels to sign you up to put you in a film and to make you loads of money because the money because they pay you, you comes... Because you can create that yourself. Huh? Because if you, if you, if you, you can create it yourself. Imagine if every single child born was born into that knowledge raised with it would then they could create anything they wanted with the power of their mind and subconscious they knew they wouldn't struggle through all those things because they knew how to deal with it instead of not knowing and then hopefully going through you know some kind of awakening and being able to sort it out and then relive all the past traumas and try to figure out what went wrong and that they weren't attached to them and it wasn't their story this whole time. Imagine if they were raised from day dot that that is not the way. You know, there's a possibility we wouldn't need corporations and businesses because everyone could create whatever they wanted with their vibrational frequency that they send out. 
you know, and the whole thing you can't receive without giving. So not giving your child that knowledge, you're limiting what you can receive back as well because you have to, I don't know, I guess my whole, the whole thing I've learned from this whole experience with me is that I thought I always was not getting, I always thought I was trying really hard in my research and everything and like giving and stuff and that I wasn't receiving enough back. But I actually realized that I wasn't giving enough at all in order to receive because what I wanted to receive back was so big that I had to really give. And so I'm going to share this with everyone and anyone and whoever wants to listen can. And if they don't want to, that they're not a part of my journey. And that that is so okay because I've realized that my purpose here is to share the shit out of this because if I had it when I was younger, my God, I wouldn't have had to relive so many things. And so... Yeah, I've lost track now, but um, th- I'm definitely all about, like, share, share, share. See, I always look at things subjectively and objectively. So, God, I don't believe in God, and I believe in God, for and against. I always see the reasons why. I see him as global warming. I can understand why and against, because I understand that everything is just a different perspective, like, you know, the gold dress, the blue dress, for example, or Laurel, yeah. Yenny. Some people will hear both. But thinking about, how I would change my life. Yes, I agree. I would want to know all this shit, right? Because it's like the hell I went through. If only I'd known this and somebody taught me that, I would have got through, right? Mm, That's mm. me looking at it from, I think it's subjectively. I haven't worked out these two words. I always preach it, but I don't know the difference, right? Anyway, (laughs) I look at at it subjectively, meaning me, how it would affect me. Looking at it objectively, if I taught my child all this shit, knowing he's going to go through school, what would happen if I was that person and I knew all this? How would my life be during the five to seven year education system? How would my life be? I but that's your perception. Hmm? What you're about to tell me is your perception of what it would be like based on the outsideness of the world and the bullying. But we don't actually know what the kid would be like. We can only guess based on our past traumas and how it felt for us. That is true. I'm doing it based on me and how I would feel if I knew that and I was still trapped in a school for seven years so you're right Mm. if I taught my non-existent kid that I'm not going to have this stuff I'm thinking he's going to be like I was even worse because now he's trapped but then I don't Mm. know because we have access to online now whereas back in the day I didn't so he can go online research this shit knowing he has to go through the school system still keeping his shit to himself and then when he leaves to preach okay so you're correct actually um I think I would have done my non-existent kid this justice, teaching him shit. And again, I'm thinking that I've got to teach him every single fucking thing that I know, which to <laughs> me is like, I need time for that shit. Daddy, what you can all be A lot Daddy, of it he needs off. to, yeah, yeah. And but a lot like, of it he's going to learn on his own, not that you're having this kid, but um, through experience, you know, there's, I'm not saying you have to teach them everything. I'm not going to, there is definitely a difference and I'm going to be very observant in it when they need to learn the lesson on their own and whether it's it's my job as their parent and someone that knows this that I can jump in and teach them how to get it out get out of it um you see it with still you know your parents you know you you purposely think of things and, and get them to do something and then question it because you see that there's a lesson learned in that conversation so you, you might see the kid doing something and think well I could jump in and definitely explain what's going on there but that's something they can learn on their own and they that is that self, self-worth self and achievement, you know. So there'd be gaps along their whole upbringing where you can see that that's for them, not you, and they're not going to learn through whatever you say because that's their own personal thing. 
See, I like it when someone questions my um, knowledge and, 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 I, and, I, and I become aware of something that <clears throat> I wasn't aware of because I've always had this black and white thing. I'm either going to teach it or I'm not because I'm not going to teach him. He's basically a god when everyone else is like, you're not a god. And like, you know, but rather than teaching him all of this and then saying you don't need school and education. So he has a negative attitude towards you teaching that you have to go through this cycle. But then afterwards, you can take this knowledge and create your life. It's almost like school is only like for 20 years and he's got another 80 years left on the planet. So why would mm. I not teach him this shit when he's got another 80 years left? So I, I suppose you are right. Um, if I had this kid, which I'm not going to, I would think differently. And you are, I'm looking at it from how if I knew it, how more trapped I would feel. And that's that's mm. not the same because that was then. Now is different because there's just it is just different and I can't see it from my point of view and you're right you tell them certain things and they go down their own path don't tell them everything because their brain will naturally unfold that so yeah, yeah. that you are absolutely correct and yeah there would be no companies hiring people because we'd all know the same shit we'd all have our own business we'll all be trading we wouldn't need supermarkets to pick veg and sell because everyone in the local village will be trading the veg so that's also why you don't learn all this stuff in school because if everyone knew it, there would be no companies. There would be no companies paying for politics, politicians to go up there because it would be as there wouldn't be enough money to spread mm. your Trump information across the whole of America. So that's why that that is also why it's not taught and how you just have to do it yourself. There's no one stopping you. Yeah, we need government for certain things like land regulation mm. and mortgages maybe, but really anyone just has to become aware that they're just yeah yeah go on no no no, 100 percent um firstly thank you for listening to me about my perspective (laughs) um but yeah no there's there's um I kind of like what you said about saying to them you know that the the schooling system would just be you know just this part of your journey but in the meantime you can be co-creating this in your mind and this and this and that but I love the idea of a world where we trade. Oh, that just the thought of that is so nice because, you know, I the amount of time that I have money compared to a skill that I could offer is like skills are up here and like money's down here. It's like I could offer you, I can, what do you need me to do? I can do X, Y, Z. Like my brain knows this. Like let me teach you this. Like, and so I can just imagine, you know, I have this idea of having a sanctuary where, it is based on a kind of trade situation. Um, and yeah, it just reminded me of that. And it's, yeah, it's a really nice thought, I guess, because it's very potential. What I'm seeing in my local area, right? <clears throat> I've never seen so many neighbors going on walks. I'm saying hello to every fucking person right now <laughs> when we all go back to work. If they should decide to go on a walk again, <clears throat> you can't ignore them. You've already said hello. Mm. So now you're going to say hello again. Yep. My dad's a singer, right? He sang outside the, on the grass and all the neighbours, they all got came out of their house and they were all listening to my dad and dancing, right? All the mm. neighbours, they were coming from over there, coming from over there, coming from over there. They were coming from the streets. There was a drone. And the idea was to lift people's spirits and they all come out. They all started to dance. They were like, oh, my God, that's amazing. This has been just what I've needed. I've been at home all week and I've been bored and depressed and that's just what we needed. So now my dad said, well, they said he should do Easter Sunday, for example. Just an hour, right? <laughs> but yeah. uh, what am trying to go with this? Yeah, so this thing about local trade, right? I know, for example, that I would rather just be a monk in a forest trading, living in harmony with everyone. But in this world, you need money. So I'm either going to be the richest, so I, ha- I can do whatever the fuck I want. I'm not controlled by anyone, or I don't want any money. Unfortunately for us, 
we want to have this life and we need money to get that money is fucking hard to get up there the only way you get up there is to find the money or some rich person pulls you up through an industry right or consistent consistency in a business or whatever and it is hard. I'm 27. I've started this journey since I was 16 to make it. And I hey, you know I want to be a millionaire and I will be. But I never understood how much it takes to make 10,000 pounds, 100,000 pounds, 500,000 pounds. It's almost like million quid. You don't realize what has to happen to get to a million quid. And then to sustain that money through money needs to be diverse. So you can't really spend anything because you need to diverse it. And then when you do diversity you can only spend like a hundred grand otherwise you go bust and then a fucking house costs 500 grand and i'm like well i might as well just buy a caravan for 10 grand and live on some land i'll be just as happy um but yeah i hope local stuff starts to happen i hope that we start trading honey and i've made a lasagna i'll cut your hair you paint my fence i'll walk your dog and you babysit my kids local communities just trading you don't need money like all this money, the fucking the babysit costs 20 quid to wash your car to cost mm. 10 quid. I'll clean your car. You cut my air. We don't need money. So now all the money that we're making through work just sits in the bank. And now we can spend it on amazing stuff like a holiday. That, mm. I don't think it's going to completely reverse back to what it used to be. I think it's going to be the choice. You can go to the supermarket to get lettuce or you can grow in your fucking garden. Why would you go and spend mm. one pound on a lettuce when you can grow 10? You know? Give it to your neighbour. She gives you some carrots. It's, it's it's going back to the old days, but it won't completely reverse. It'll be like 50-50. Like, us will go back and have the choice to go to the Walmart. Um, and then everyone else will just continuously depend. I believe that you're either independent mm. or dependent. The brain is either accustomed to, to get or not. You can't be both. Hence why the poor always stay poor, the rich get richer. Because you, if you're in the middle, you're still not one or the other. You either you either keep going that way or you don't you're either independent or you're not i don't think you could be both what's your thoughts on that oh so i'm just gonna speak my truth and you can be whatever you want (laughs) no matter what and um with getting rich you can get rich whenever you want i literally read a story the other day in think and grow rich about a man who um needed a million dollars for something and he just had been like stewing over this business idea for two years and then finally he was just like I'm just going to do it it was Monday and he goes I'm gonna have the million dollars by Friday and he just put himself out there took action took action and um did a little speech on the Tuesday and then on the Wednesday he did a, like a presentation and this man stood up in the middle of the audience and said I love your idea um come to my office first thing tomorrow morning and I'll give you the the, a million dollars and then I guess just not even just that story just the amount of research I've done on manifesting money I just you can literally it's just you have to be open to receiving it and graciously give and willingly receive and if you do certain things and I know this is obviously my uh, belief that I'm, you know, preaching is that I would say you do certain structural things to be able to manifest the amount of money that you want in an exact timeline that you want. You just have to believe. So do you do you come from money? Do your parents have money? No. Right. So I look at everything from both perspectives, right? Yes, I believe mm. for, for me personally, I can create anything that I want, make as much as I want. 
But then I look at, for example, a homeless guy whose weak in energy has no knowledge. He can't suddenly manifest a million pounds. So your circumstances have to be aligned. You've got to be around wealthy people who can give the opportunity. You've got to already have this awareness to be around these types of people with opportunities. Like you can't just go into, say, a slum or a homeless town where they don't have knowledge or anything. He can't create that million pounds as quickly as the other guy could. But anyone who's kind of already in this dimension is already connected and they can but the homeless mm. guy for example wouldn't have kind of anything of that value of worth a million quid so it's harder for them to get yeah, if i was to mentor them or you were to mentor that homeless guy for years to bring him to this level he could make it in the same time frame but for the people who are so far away from this stuff and don't have a clue it's harder mm. for them just to manifest it so in that case Anyone can manifest with the right knowledge, but that homeless guy can't manifest it in the same time frame that someone like you or me can. Um, no, of course not. So as you said, thoughts are um, creating, whether it's negative or positive, if you're expecting the same shit to go around and this homeless guy's not making any money, he's going to think no one's going to give me any money today. No one gives him money. If you and me think, right, we're going to find this person to make this money, put us in a film, we will. Mm. So in terms of the manifestation, it's always happening. But in terms of getting to the money, you need to yeah. be around people with money because no one's just going to give you a million quid unless they've got money to spend or they see you have money. Um, I know you probably agree um, and and see what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I feel that you probably agree. Do you agree? No, I do. I agree. A hundred percent. Definitely. We couldn't just walk up to him and he would be able to do the same thing. You're right. They have to be fully aware. And it is, you know, proper work. Um, but in saying that the timeline, I think the timelines are relevant. I think people can awaken it. Or if, I, if we were to go and share that with him on the Monday, depending on his environmental conditioning and his circumstances and his perception, he might be able to quickly just grasp it whereas others have paradigms from years of abuse or stress or trauma and they've got to go dig their way out of all that before they can even love themselves to receive shit so <laughs> yeah no, I, definitely I also agree. i also find that for example i believe that you know an you've naturally an entrepreneur you're not so you've naturally always want to have that better hand always want to get things for less always want to make money you always see the trade cycle in anything right and then you're somebody who just goes to work and buy something right it's a mindset mindset is energy you either have that energy in you your cells either vibrate at a certain vibration or they don't if they vibrate at a high vibration then you're going to attract yourself like a seed and the earth as bob proctor says right towards that same vibration so you'll attract yourself to more's people more like you ambitious and whatever whereas if that weak person for whatever reason let's just say he didn't have much from his family he's going to be has has no energy no drive so we could teach him all this shit but unless his energy increases and his cells start to vibrate differently when we yeah. say goodbye he'll just revert back like that earth will vibrate back to that seed if it's that natural vibration whereas if for example <clears throat> He was like me at school. His parents said you could be anything you wanted, but the school system pulled him back. He would have lost drive, got into drugs and lost everything because he had the energy, the mindset of being somebody good 
and somebody different but he didn't know how to get there so you get depressed and anxiety kicks in and you feel trapped and we can enlighten that flame and he's a typical story of I was homeless and I you know that story can become real mm. just by igniting that flame reboosting that immune system to fight that has more that homeless person has more chance of creating a life but we're all different energies and I've studied the people who didn't really want it or you study their past and their history and their energy and their immune and their mindset some people you can nurture for example nature and nurture you can nurture somebody but nature will always kick in right that plant will always mm. go towards the sun and some people if they've had a little bit of nurture from their parents or their grandfather said you could be only by hearing that versus someone who never hears that that's what I call the the seed within that can be nurtured and the nature in terms of the energy will attract you towards these people will kick in but some people you can't change you can't just give anyone the law of attraction book and they will get it because the energy of them is so there's just no light there's no positive vibration that even if you go to that energy you can't kick start that car it's almost like trying to revitalize a dead body that's been dead for say two weeks Reality mm. is that after f a few hours, maybe you might get lucky, maybe even a day. But three weeks, three, four, five days, it's just not possible. And yeah, what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> no, no, I um, I agree in a way that I think everyone is born creative and with a purpose, and it gets lost in all the environmental conditioning and um. You know, you're with the people that have those seeds that are nurtured and stuff, sure, that you could teach them the law of attraction and they pick up on it quickly. And the ones that don't, all they're lacking is purpose and desire. And you're right, the ones that you can nurture, they can, you can kind of figure out their little purpose and desire and it sparks them. And that's how they obtain the information and then apply it. So you can tell anyone anything and they'll know it, but they're not necessarily going to do it. Um, and that's where you, you know, ignite that flame. But with the people that you say can't be nurtured, I think they literally just lack purpose and direction and desire. And I've questioned this a lot. You're making me think about a couple of people in my family, actually, that it's almost like they're never going to come out of that. And no matter what I ever say, no matter how much I lead by example, um, I might live my whole life with them in my, you know, uh, vicinity lacking purpose and desire forever and I've got to watch that forever um, because no amount of times that I've reached out and tried to you know tell them anything which I've learned uh, since our last podcast is people have to come to me I can't just throw my information out and think people want it it's very rude of me to do that they have to ask me for help because you know just because I say it's that that that's quite egotistical for me to always come out and be like oh well you should do this you should do this if it's not in a nurturing um way and I'm just kind of sharing knowledge randomly but um yeah it's it's very interesting what you say about that I wonder why I guess why those people are even here and is that to teach us the value in purpose and desire so, <clears throat> so what I'll say to that is right <clears throat> I don't know whether you believe in reincarnation right but the thing mm. the thing about when you die you pass on to an afterlife. Your spirit is around. You're a ghost, right? Mm. So you tune in to say a past grandmother's ghost, right? So is she here, like physically in this room doing stuff and putting signs there? No. But you feel her presence, a.k.a. before she passed away, she says, 
um, you know, I love my grandchildren or whatever. And, and you pick up on her last thoughts. So that past of she was here is not connected to she's a ghost and she's still here. Right. So what I'm trying to mm. say to you is that reincarnation doesn't have to be mean you come back something in the future. Um, it's you take the energy of that last person and you align up with them. So the story is about how the grandmother husband passed away and this four year old kid she thinks that he is the reincarnation of her husband because the mm. energy at that time when he died was the same energy at that time that kid was born. So now they're the same frequency. They're both channel five and they're tuning in. And as that child becomes channel six, channel seven, channel eight, a.k.a. he gets older, he's not the same channel anymore as that old man. He was on that frequency, which is the energy when he died. So he had all that person's energy and thoughts. And as he gets older, it's a different vibration. He doesn't tune into that shit anymore. So the past is not necessarily the same as the future. So I have learned, for example, I continuously try to teach my parents any knowledge that I have. I'm constantly teaching them. Right. Lucky for me, I forced the change on them. So I've spoken about my story on past podcasts, but I was mm. like I was because of my parents mindset. And I wanted to make a million quid to make them happy because my mum was unhappy. She wanted the country house, a dream she had. And she was a young girl. She never let it go. And then she says to me once, don't do it for me, do it for you. And that's when it all changed. I'm making this money for her to give back to my family like most people do when they want to make mm. it. That often is the drive. But then it was like, well, she doesn't even want the money. What's the point? And I lost myself and learned all this shit. And I basically, you know, emptied my old bedroom and I ordered everything and I forgave everyone and gave all the money back. And then I saw my parents, their unhappiness and their sadness. And that's why I was like I was, because I was them. And I yeah. took two, three years of my life to teach my parents to order their house, to bin all their shit, to enlighten them constantly, all day, every day, until they know the knowledge that I know. And I find myself that even though they know the majority of the shit that I know, I'm always learning and I can't always teach them new knowledge. I can by choice. So we can have an argument like, stop going on. You've already told me this. And that does better their knowledge. And they come on this journey with me. But they're not mm. naturally inclined to always question, why am I wearing glasses? Why am I doing this? Unless I tell them, like, you know, you've got the bank reader things. If I don't tell them there's a new bank reader thing, they don't know about it. But mm. they did up to the point where I told them. And I tried to teach my friends all this when I became first aware. And when I stopped teaching them, they reverted back to their old ways. Doesn't mean that they're not going to become enlightened when they're older, because something I said, they might do. But I couldn't mm. get them out of that pattern. So I realized I am wasting my time, not in general, because they might take my knowledge later on in life and learn. So it wasn't a waste of time. But I've learned to teach people who ask to be taught. Don't teach people who haven't asked to be taught because their mindset is not focused that way. So this thing about, you know, people around you. Yes, you want to nurture your parents and your family and your best friend because you want to be they want, You want them to come on your journey with them. The sad truth is that as you evolve as a person, you become distant from family members at Christmases. They just become foreigners. They're like, I don't know that person because you see they're just their sad, unhappy life, drinking alcohol, suppressing a need of, say, a past experience when they were a child, which is your grandfather, for example. Right. And it's hard to be in that yeah. situation to see everything and to see the dynamics of why is my uncle speaking to my grandfather? Why is my auntie speaking to my dad? Brother yeah. Of that. But that's your granddad. You don't want to. That, that's uncomfortable. So you have to just mm. understand that we are learning from the past. You cannot change the past. It's almost like 
if I went back in time to the old days and I taught the cavemen to fish with a certain way, then they could have evolved quicker to make fish and then life wouldn't be like it is now. I've learned that you can only learn from the past to bring that forward. And as I said, I teach my kids my knowledge. You can't go back in time. My parents learned from their parents and their generation and I'm learning from them. You can't always go back in time. For example, right, the government put up a fence, okay? They put up a fence around, say, woodlands. Have you noticed that they never take down the old fence? They always just put up a new fence. That's because it will take so much time and energy and money and government resources to take down the fence that they put up. Have you noticed, for example, when a company does something, they always move forward. For example, when they make money to buy new computers, they don't sell the old computers. They just give them away. Why? It takes too much time and money to sell all the old computers. It's about moving forward. I can't teach my parents every fucking new bit of knowledge I have because I spend so much time going back rather than going forward. I can leave an example and they may pick up on those changes like my diet. But I tell my dad to take vitamin C. He takes it when I tell him and I'm stopped telling him. He's not taking it for weeks. My mum, for example, yeah. she understands the importance of vitamin C and collagen. So she doesn't have to be told. Right. So my dad's mindset is he's a strong person. He'll do it if he feels the need to do it. I, I can't constantly tell him. So the thing about your yeah. parents, teach people if they ask you, if they don't, you're leading an example and they may see that. Don't waste your time speaking to people who haven't asked. For example, all these like law of attraction, the secret power of the mind, how to manifest seminars, right? <clears throat> Three people are going to make it. The 97% don't. So it's not yeah. to say, you know, we're conning people, knowing full well that these people are making me money by buying my package and you know they're going to go back to their shitty lives. You've helped those three people by finding those 100 people. Life is about making money, not because it makes you happy, but that's because we need it to survive. So I shouldn't feel guilty doing a seminar knowing that majority of these people aren't going to make money, but they've made me money because you found those three people. And it should be a stepping stone that everyone who goes along this journey of my seminar, for example, has a choice to now go to the next step. They shouldn't just focus on me and buy all the shit that I'm selling them. They may focus on my package and then do a Ty Lopez package in social media or a package in whatever it's it's a journey of like triggers and some people might take that and grow and some people might not or in years to come they might be like fuck 50 years ago i saw this bob proctor seminar and then they may create their life but it takes a long time for that seed mm. to manifest like the homeless guy he might have had a grandfather that said you could be anything you want and then 50 years time i come up to him and he's like fuck remember my grandfather said this and then he creates um so to your thing about teaching those who want to be taught i've learned to reserve my energy only teach those who ask to be taught because those are the people who will grab that knowledge and run whereas people who might you might help them in that moment yeah. when you're not there you won't take waste of time saying it because he has to have the need to do it himself mm. sorry you cut out there for a second i was just trying to keep up because then it looked like it went real fast um, <laughs> um no no I know what you're saying that oh, just quickly that wasn't about my mum and dad because I know mum will watch this she'll be like what <laughs> <laughs> um but um it's funny because everything that I hear you say now you told me no religion so 
I could tell you what I think happens after death, but no, 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 no. I that, don't know that, if that's, that's a religious religion. thing. That's not religion. You Good. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So I definitely think this will spin you out perhaps, but uh, to me, in, in my my belief and, and self-journey, I've come to the realisation, and this is completely my opinion, um, that before we come here, we, we are like, we are always energy nothing is created or destroyed so before we come here we're um a spiritual being and then we descend onto earth have a human experience and earth is school die back up there into and you know whatever dimension and you know i've i guess the easiest way to put it is i come across a story where there's these two people in the spiritual world and one of them wants to learn how to forgive and so this spirit goes well okay let's go down to earth I'll be like a mad bitch to you and you're going to have to learn how to forgive, but you have to love me when we cross over again and like, know that that wasn't me. And I was just doing that for you. And this guy was like, yeah, okay, but why would you do that? And she goes, because I love you. Like, and no matter what, like, all you know, everything is about love at the end of the day. Um, and yeah. So for me, it's just so funny, like all of this stuff. And I've only come to this, I guess, knowledge and acceptance for, for myself in the last six weeks if that, like it all just kind of come real quick. I, I just had all these synchronicities, like bang, bang, bang. Um, I started reading different books and then all of a sudden this like aha moment connected for me. And um, yeah, so so when I was questioning, you know, those people that lack purpose and stuff, I think that their thing was to come here and, you know, because I've questioned why do people come, like, why would this happen and why would this happen? And, you know, the only thing I can ever come back to is that, well, it taught me this and it taught me that. And you know, so at the end of the day, we're always learning. So, so on Earth, no matter what, you are you are either learning from your experience or you're not, and you grow. And it, you know, so it's all in the perspective of the idea of school. Um, we're just all students. We're not. No one's perfect. We're all. We can all do the same thing with our minds. Some of us are aware. Some of us are not. Um, so it's interesting. I definitely believe that once you cross over you're still there you're just a spiritual being and you can tap into that infinite intelligence because I've had those experiences firsthand myself um I wouldn't ever preach something I haven't experienced myself because I don't think that that's right of me unless it actually resonates with me so everything that I ever say I've I've always experimented with myself fully and truly to be able to say it um firsthand um so I used to speak to my grandma's spirit when I was lost, right? So mm. imagine that I thought she was a ghost, which means I think she, I thought she was consciously shutting my door, clicking, moving stuff, putting the feather there, right? Meaning mm. she's still active. She's still kind of there as a physical thing. But her physical body's in the ground. So what am I tuning into? I'm tuning into the grandma that I knew before she died. That energy, that vibration, that spirit. That spirit was, to me, hang on a sec, that spirit is the thing you can always tap into. So hmm. it all comes down to, is consciousness in the brain or is it not? Because if it's in the brain, then I'm tuning into the energy of what she last was. If it's not in the brain, then ghosts and spirits, they're still there communicating consciously. And again, it's not about who's wrong and right. It's not about religion, spirituality, energy. It all comes down to what makes you feel good? What gives you a purpose? Hmm. What makes you feel connected? Yes. If something I say makes you question your own belief, then you're naturally adapt and think do you know what that's so true how is that true and it's not that my job was to teach that it's just you've realized mm. actually math that math equation was wrong and it's not that your life is going to be any better knowing the math equation was wrong or right it's just 
I realised it wasn't right, and that's the end of it. I've gone through all these stages of religion, spirits. I believe that, you know, mm. spirits are in the sky. My grandma was speaking to your grandma, saying, okay, my, my grandson needs a podcast. Do you know anyone who's spiritually aligned like him? And they communicate, and then they say, all right, I'll give you a sign. I'll um, make him think about Rhiannon, um, TV Rhiannon advert, and then he'll go online, and then they communicate. And he'll be like, well, thank you, grandma. No problem. The spirit world type of analogy. The energy analogy is that all the vibrations attract to the same all the cows go to the same swamp type of thing because they look the same um i recently came into the awareness of not it's not astrology it's something else it's astrophysics or something the planet side of stuff Mm. so Mm -hmm. star signs and stuff i didn't believe because i could see they were all just generic but when you are born and the planets that are there that's different that's more specific and i realized that the planets that are around when i were there haven't come back around for 30 years hence why I'm still in my position and how my mother was meant to give birth to me three years before but I was three years late so the 30 year thing I'm 27 but the fact that the planet is coming around in 30 years time and I'm 27 means that if my mum had given birth to me I would be perfectly aligned hence all this shit that I went through because I was always like a on a catch-up delay anyway that's another story for another podcast but um what I'm saying is that Life isn't set out by, in my opinion, by God or mm. is it written in the stars or other spirits communicating. Because mm. I used to think like all of that. And then I kept analysing and analysing and I found flaws and then I found a way to understand it, which is energy, which is that you are a magnet. Whether you like it or not, you're going to magnetise yourself to other people on the same vibration. So if you're ambitious or want to be an actor, you're going to attract towards actors. When we are born, we are already a vibration. And people may but also vibration when they were born let's just say that vibration was similar to when we were born it means that on that vibration scale they are always going to they vibrated towards that and because we are that vibration when we were born we're going to vibrate towards that it's almost like the seed will always vibrate towards an earth in harmony doesn't matter how far away it will find the way so you know that's when you're born that seed's over here and then when you're 25 you're an actor that soil is all the way in california right it will find its way to, to wiggle. It's almost mm. like a mole going underground, find its way out. So is it that life is planned? Is God in control? If you understand the energy planet shit, I am an energy base on my planets at that time. The people who are creative and big and have it already, they are also big energies. And mm. you know, people will say there's a lot of Aquarius people who make it. Why Aquarius people? Because I'm an Aquarius. It just it just happens mm. it just it just so happens that the energies around January of the Aquarius time is much more forceful, powerful in the atmosphere, in the energy, as opposed to somebody born in say April. Don't quote me on the specifics, but it's just something to do with that. Hence why there are always Aquariuses, and hence why if you are a vibration in the womb, you're naturally gonna vibrate towards that lifestyle. And people who are not that vibration in the womb aren't. So whether I trust my gut or not. I'm going to be pulled towards that energy. If I trust my gut, I'm moving towards the energy. If I don't trust my gut, well, you know, everything happens for a reason. I'm somehow going to go towards there. I have no choice. Mm. So I'm just following my path. That's what the flow state is, where you just flow and trust that if you are a vibration and that person is a vibration, you're going to get there. If, for example, if you're a shitty actor, 
whether you like it or not, no matter how much you believe in you're going to be an actor, the chances are you won't make it because you need to have more than just acting ability, skills, communication, confidence is a bigger package. Whereas if you are an actor, you've got the speaking abilities, you've got all this stuff, you're naturally going to go there, whether you like it or not. Mm. So you just have to flow. Hence why when you focus on it, you tense up because you want it and you're not getting it in the time expected. So now your vibration is like goes down, it's negative and you're trapped. And if you let it flow through you, like the, the seed and the soil, you will naturally get there. So mm. life is written out in terms of energy, it's just going to attract to the same, whether you like it or not. And that's just my opinion. <laughs> Have you watched The Goop Lab on Netflix? The what lab? The Goop Lab. No, what is it? You will love it, so you'll binge it pretty much whenever you can next. Um, but basically Gwyneth Paltrow has a company called Goop and basically she got all of her staff to go through different experiences of um, treatment. So, you know, episode one, a group of her staff try mushrooms and then do the healing stuff from that. Then they go and live with Wim Hof and do the ice treatment and go and swim in the cold water. Then they go and do, um, they meet this guy. So the, the main episode I'm talking about is this guy um, it's, it's the energy episode and he, what he does is he sees that we're multidimensional and he sees that the physical body our body isn't just um, it doesn't just stop here it's not just the physical vessel we have um, layers of energetic fields coming from a little bit higher on us as well and it's radiating around us at all times so what he does is he gets you to lay on a table on your um, face and he can tune in and see the patterns flowing and basically, mm. if someone's laying flat like this, he can rate, he'll touch you and then raise his hands up to this level. And then as he moves his hands, their bodies are flowing. So he's touching their frequency and their bodies are rolling with it. Some of their nerves are all twitching and their bodies are going crazy. But wow. he is tapping into the imbalanced frequencies and touching them in the air. And their bodies are contorting almost in an exorcism way. But yeah. after it's such a release because he said, you know, one of the main points he said is when we're traumatized or feared or victimized, our tailbone tucks under and he can see the vibration and flow it out. And, oh, my God, it's incredible. I recommend anyone watches that because you, you can't. Yes, it's 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 it, you, you almost don't believe it at the time. And there's no way you can see that it's not real. So it's not a magic trick. You know, it's definitely real. And when he, they're interviewed, so each episode they're interviewed by Gwyneth about their expertise and their method, and he just explains it in the best way. And he mentions, you know, the double slit experiment as well and goes into that. And, yeah, it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating. You know, dogs, when they're, when they're scared, they put the tailbone in. Um, mm. And, for example, imagine the spine, right? You know, say in um, energy and chakras, they say keep the spine up, right? Well, just imagine that when the, the dog or whatever puts its tailbone in, the, mm. the skeleton it's changed now because it's it's going inward so now the posture has changed now the muscles cramp up and imbalance of energy and the energy can't flow through so when you speak about how as he said it absolutely makes sense because if you're if you're tense if you're in fear you're like all timid and sort of bent over and shy and the energy mm. thing about balancing it out again that that seems incredible but it brings me back to your thing about you know, questioning your grandma and tuning into her spirit that existed, which just shows that we're not just a physical vessel. We are energy and using a human body to move around, is, if that makes sense. You know, if there's multi-dimensions coming out of us from around us, that doesn't, that can't just die because it never, 
it never existed in a physical part in the first place. It was always just energy, just not in a physical counterpart. And it just used this part to do things. And then we pass on and then that energetic, you know, spiritual being surely is still there because it was always there in the first place. I'm touching it now, if that makes sense. So what's come to mind when you said that is just just for, just 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 to finish that conversation. Mm. My grandma was never there. Right. Let me explain. I was speaking to the voice in my head, which I thought was grandma, but it was actually me. So she was never there. Right. In mm. terms of the lights flickering, the doors moving, the feathers appearing. That was me becoming aware. But the door flickering, the mat turning on, the TV turning off, things moving, telekinesis, you know. That was me. My energy was mm. so strong in a meditative mindset because I had to be really quiet in order to hear her. Right. So when I'm really quiet. I'm in a deep meditative mindset like telekinesis. You have to be in a deep mindset mm. of meditation to move that rock, to move that. So when my Mac used to come on, I believed that she was going to make a sign in, in the Mac. I'd focus on it. But it was me focusing on the Mac that was charging the Mac. Up. Yeah. OK. So she was never, mm. ever there. It was my energy static energy focusing increasing on something that had a static charge like the tv like the lamp there was clicks and shit that was making those physical ghost movements so she was never there physically my door opened maybe it was the wind i don't fucking know right but the point was that i made it i wanted to believe that she was there speaking to her it was just speaking to the voice in my head god my dad grandma the voice of a monk like you can imagine what jesus would say that was mm. it so she was never ever there so so, yeah, that, that's, that's the end of that story, that it was me making things move. And I was just speaking to the voice of wisdom. Secondly, when you came into my head, right, when you die, your energy is still there, right? Mm. This thing about is she moving and doing stuff now? No, but energy will always attract to other energies. So her spirit, <clears throat> in terms of spirit world, is now, imagine her vibration is an energy, static, charged, if there is another energy out there, the same frequency, you essentially see her spirit go into that energy. So not her physically, mm. her energy, her spirit will physically go into that energy. Right. Does it mean that now <clears throat> does it mean that her energy has left, say, her house and gone into someone's energy in Australia? Because that energy has been taken. So if I got like an EMF camera, could I mm. <clears throat> could I see my grandma's energy in that house still? Because that energy was taken from someone on the same frequency in Australia. I'm working this out as I'm speaking, by the way. No, no, I know. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm doing the same thing. <clears throat> Technically, right? Because um, if she just died, her, her spirit is there. You feel that presence, mm. her energy, not the physical body, because that's in the ground. And she hasn't, she's not consciously doing anything anymore. So she's not in my house. She's just there, right? Her last thought, let's say she always comes to mind every Tuesday, then I'd feel like she's here on a Tuesday because that's what mm -hmm. she was planning to do. Especially if she died in a man-made accident, her thoughts are still going there. If she was naturally dying, she would surrender and let go. And then I'd let go myself and I wouldn't feel the presence. But if her spirit is left there, I feel that presence. But if an energy takes that, is she, because you know, it's, it's, it, Quantum um, physics, where your particle wave, it's black, white and grey, particle wave and both. She's mm. there. Also, the energy that takes her in Australia, she's also there. But then mm. she's also where I want her to be because I can tune into that vibration. So the multidimensional thing where it's not just, OK, she physically gets on a board to, on a plane to Australia. Is she there? In terms of energy, she can still be there. 
but the energy because you know quantum there's quantum entanglement as well which is Mm. when you change that energy it changes there so she's her energy is like it divides cells divide so the presence is there it's also over that's the thing it's everywhere anyway but the charge builds up there but it's not taken from there it's just like drawn from there but it's still there hence why you can so on the, what I'm trying to say is like the reincarnation thing is that you tune in, the energies will always go up to the next mass frequency, like planets in the atmosphere. They're all increasing in mass. So her energy will be attracting to someone on that frequency that she was when she passed away. But her energy, static energy should still be there. Or maybe mm. it's not. What's your thoughts on that? If you, if you take that static charge, is it still there or not? It's interesting because I'm trying as you as you're talking, I'm trying to like think of experiences that I've had and question whether, you know, like try to argue your thing and go, well, no, no, I couldn't have planned that. You know, I didn't those uh, infinite intelligence communications. I didn't I didn't, um, you know, I guess quick question with your grandmother. Did you always think about a light before it happened or did you just say, oh, she's going to give me a sign? And then that that put out that. Was it always so, targeted at something or was it random sometimes? So, for example, I'd be like, should I deliver leaflets today? Mm. And I'd be silent because I need to be silent to hear a knock or a flick or whatever. Mm. And by being silent, I was in a meditative mindset. My body was – I disconnected from my body. I couldn't feel my body. I'd been relaxed for, like, say, so long that I couldn't feel my body because I hadn't moved at all. So I'd lose all mm. sensitivity in the body. And then my mindset was – meditation there was no voice because i had to listen and in that energy vibration it was almost like the more in a deep meditation i was the energy would increase and i was looking for a sign a click a flicker anything with an electric electric static charge tv mm. light whatever the light would flicker the the bulb would ting the tv would click the mac would turn on something would happen and that would be my acknowledgement of a yes mm-hmm. okay so that's yeah so that's making me think, okay, so there's so many times I've had that, but I haven't actually been looking for it, and then it's come up. So then I question that because there's times where I've asked for a sign and got one and then times where they've just come, and I've known that it's one just by knowing. <coughs> but I really question, you're questioning my belief in whether it is tuning into, um, you know, tuning into their energy because at times – I've thought I've tuned into someone. And like you said, you're just tuning into what you think they would say, like almost putting yourself in their shoes and then them giving you that message. But it's actually the knowledge of what you know, what they would say, you know, you're just not asking. But at the same time, the inner child in me will not accept and, and will never accept that we just die. Like, like I just, I can't, I could not live my life thinking that that was it. If, if we died, you know, like I've, I, for me, living living my best life is by knowing and believing that I decide. That, and there's just so many synchronicities in why I'm here at this specific time, in this exact timeline, where things are happening to me. And I'm like, surely, the more I research about, you know, picking your purpose, and not necessarily planning your whole life prior to descending on Earth, but picking your purpose, I definitely believe I am that thing that they call, you know, a light worker or, you know, all that because I've always been drawn to that 
that free spirited stuff just always like magnetized to it like you said it's almost like you don't get a choice when I was a kid and I walked past a tree I was gonna talk to it I knew it was weird I knew people were looking at me but I actually it was almost like an OCD impulse if I didn't touch that tree and chat to it something bad was gonna happen because it felt so right to do it and I was going against something just because of what everyone else was gonna think of me so I'm at that stage now where I you know I got I got bullied in school and I was always like, like I had a really good life. Like don't, I'm not saying I didn't, but there's so much stuff that happened to me as a kid where I'm just so sick of hiding and coming to this new knowledge and, and, and you know, looking at it as a bad thing, looking at the more I, I'm aware and the less people are in my life, that that's a bad thing. And it's so not. I have more power. I have more time. I have more, you know, the more I research, the more knowledge comes to me because I'm putting it out and it's just coming back. So, yeah, I think for me, it's so interesting to question your thing about tapping into their energy because at times when I hear something, I will question. I'm like, is that them or is that me? Because I think I'd know what they would say. So it's a really interesting <clears throat> thing to think about. So you said about um, sometimes when you ask for a sign, you get a sign. And sometimes you just get signs whether you ask or not. So I'll explain that. Subconsciously, you're in that flow state. Consciously... Mm. You are, but you want further information. So I know this from, for example, right? I find that, for example, I'm in my bedroom watching Netflix, right? Or YouTube. Yep. And I'm thinking to myself, shall I message Rihanna, Rihanna to do another podcast? Now I'll do it next week. The TV will click. So I didn't ask for a sign. Should I mm. go back and do a podcast with people I've done them with? Because then I'd have to wait there, go into that frequency to build up, to make a click. Because mm. I find that unconsciously, if it's something that I know I should be doing, but almost finding a reason not to, I'm already in that frequency that I'd normally have to go to to get the answer. So, Grandma, make a sign if I should be doing that. I'm almost like asking before I go to that frequency increase, whereas I'm already at that frequency now. I mean, I'm at peace. Grandma's within me. I am that level. I don't need to ask anymore. I just have to do. So now mm. if I don't do something like remember once I sat on the TV, I wanted to punish myself and not go to sleep all night. The TV clicked massively and I thought, fuck it, I'm going to bed. Grandma says, go to bed. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> it never clicked so fucking loud in my life. Right. So. It was almost like I know I should be doing something, but I'm not. So the TV will click when I'm thinking about something. That's a confirmation for me. Like if I'm laying in bed thinking about the sulfuric acid stuff in the sky, the TV will just click. Like I can't get it to click. And sometimes when I want it to click, it does. Most of the time or sometimes it will just suddenly click based on a thought. It's like a frequency. If I think about something, it will before I used to ask for the click. But mm. now I use the clicks as a confirmation. So, for example, if I know I should be messaging you, for example, and I think, oh, well, I'll just do it another time, the TV will go, a static charge. Because when I think about something, it's an energy. The TV picks up on that, and it statically does something to the TV, and it's a mm. click. And I use these clicks as confirmations to get your fucking ass out of bed and message, right? Um, so this thing about when you ask for stuff, you get the signs. But when you don't ask for stuff subconsciously that energy is already going out there so you automatically get the click so i would say when you ask look for the signs but mm. when you don't ask listen to the sounds listen to clicks for example right i had drawers i had windows i had things in my room that shouldn't be clicking plastic drawers like just file drawers that's still energy they're mm. plastic drawers they should not be clicking my window there was always something 
at my window. I don't know what it was. It always fucking clicked. That was grandma, of course, right? But mm. it was always the window. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Again, it could be the glass panels just condensing. The point is that our energy is is interacting and interfering with things around us. Often electronic devices like Wi-Fi goes down when I'm stressed. But things like whatever, listen for clicks. Things don't just click, right? Mm. Things don't just click. When, when, for example, I'm in a conservatory. When the sun goes down, things click. We are an energy. So things around us will be changing because of our energy. So look out for the clicks and stuff. Um, Again, I don't want to teach people this thing. When I almost had my crash, right, because I wanted to die, and then Grandma said to me, it's going to be okay, and then she disappeared, right? And I was in the shower once. I said to myself, wow, she was never there. I want to believe she was here. And I tried to speak to her again, but the voice in my head, which was me, knew that that voice was never her, so I never got Mm. the answer back. It was, Grandma, um, are you here? Like, it was just nothing. Because that was me acknowledging the fact that she was never here. And I don't want to believe something that I know isn't real. I want to believe that ghost exists and grandma was here and everything. That's a mm-hmm. nice feeling. As I said, it's not about whether you believe in God, who's wrong or right, who's got superior knowledge. It's what gives you comfort. I don't want to believe that when you die, that's it. So even if you might be right, I don't want to hear that shit because I want to know that there's more to life. At the same mm-hmm. time, when you learn knowledge, it's a choice to listen or not. And it's not that this knowledge affects me in a bad or good way. I believe that we can choose to believe something whether we know is real or not. We can take it. And actually, by hearing truth, for example, not that I'm right or you're wrong, mm. just by our questioning our own self. Did grandma, was she here or not? If she wasn't, then everything I believed about that shit is wrong. So it's not that well... Now I know that we die. That's it. My life and that belief isn't the same anymore because now it's like I can really be present in this life rather than just think, oh, if I don't get it now, I'll just reincarnate and do it again. It's really grounded me that if I die, Mm -hmm. that is it. I'm going to make the most of every single moment. So me in a dimension of living and how this afterlife is there, it's great. I can't wait to see my family and spirits again versus I'm just here. I'm really those trees it's not well my life's different now i don't believe spirituality exists because it's grounded me even more so for you you might question your knowledge it's not our oh, bloody hell spirits don't exist anymore not because you're believing what i'm saying but because you're, mm. like, you're finding flaws in your knowledge it's not gonna necessarily affect your life in a negative way it could affect your life in a more beneficial way because now you re-question everything like i did things make sense and you surrender and let go like, fuck, that's why I'm speaking to the tree, because it wasn't never the tree. It was me trying to find myself as opposed to listening to the teachers and my friends saying this and my parents saying this. So everything has a deeper meaning. Like, as I said at the beginning, I don't want to make you question your shit as if I'm saying, like, I am right and that I know God doesn't exist because I don't. All I'm doing is kind of, I don't know, teaching knowledge and then people are questioning their own beliefs. Uh, it's not mm. that I'm right or wrong. How the fuck do I know whether she was here or not? Based on my knowledge, based on what I know, she probably wasn't here. And that that's the end of it. <laughs> so funny because I love, like, just hearing you go, oh, like, this might make you question it and, and change your beliefs. It might not. But it actually just drives me to connect even more and know that it, they are beings and that they're specific people. And now I'm like, okay, 
who can I play around with who's out there in the spiritual world and get specific things because only, you know, so-and-so would give me this and only so-and-so would give me that. It can't be a light. It's got to be my Harry Potter doll. It's got to be this book this person gave me. So I'm like charged up in a way where I can't wait to play around with that because I've, you know, I've, I've been playing around. I've got my light bulb here that I've been playing around with and trying to, because, you know, we have 11 million kilowatt hours per pound <laughs> of yeah. energy yeah. in I our body. And so did you light it up? So Darren Brown, there's a there's a magician, right, called Darren Brown. Go on YouTube, type in Darren Brown light bulb. And he He's holds the light bulb. standing at a table? Yeah, he puts them at the table. There's a man. They ask the audience yeah. to bring light bulbs and they put them in the bag, right? Mm. And then Darren Brown does this mindset and he, they both focus on it and both their charge creates enough energy. The bulb smashes in the bag. I wanted to do that. And I realized I couldn't because I need somebody else. You need another energy to interfere. Mm. It's almost like when you're speaking to somebody and they are observing you so much that you can't think anymore. If you notice that, you can't think mm. without waiting for you to say something. So I realized that Darren Brown did that when there was somebody else there. You need mm. that negative and positive charge. He can't just do it. I couldn't do it myself. The answer is I never ended up doing it. Um, secondly, you were speaking about connecting spirits. I remember when I went through the spiritual stuff and there was ghosts and Richard Branson, Steve Jobs. I remember, and he just triggered this off. I was speaking to Steve Jobs, speaking to Jesus, speaking to Hitler or whatever, speaking to people that have died to find out why they did something right mm. kennedy speaking to marilyn monroe i heard their voice based on what i'd heard on tv read in their book i was tuning into what they would say again it's not that they were there if they're there or not you have the ability to tune in to what they would say and you can mm. believe that richard branson is here in your bedroom guiding you through your business thing because it would be like richard what should i do and you'd imagine what he would say. You need to focus on the audience about customer service. If you provide a good quality service, they will come back. Money will flow. Never be afraid to put it out there. They're not going to make your idea. You could do that to any fucking person alive. Like I believed I could hear my father's voice or my grandma's voice. He was dead. Hitler's voice, Jesus' voice, Steve Jobs' voice, anyone who's died. Marilyn Monroe, bloody Mother Teresa. Everyone's energy. They were... They were made up of energy of their past and their mentors, monk, but or whatever. We're all just tuning into the same line of shit. Uh, it just triggered off that where you said about you can believe that there's different ghosts. Here, and if you go into a mindset, you can actually say Richard Branson or whatever. Great, great grandmother. If you are here, give me a sign. If you go into a meditative state, things will click. Things will click. Lights will flicker. Um, I remember mm. when I used to look at a light. I used to wait for dust to fly past. And that dust was the spirit. That was my grandma. And I was like, how the fuck is my grandma that tiny bit of dust? And it didn't make sense. Like when I started questioning stuff, I was like, mm. how is it? And I used to take a picture of it and keep zooming in on the camera and zooming in, taking a picture, zooming in, print screening, and I could see a face. Mm. Grandma's there. But then Darren Brown, who's also very similar to me, said, are we seeing faces because that's what we're used to seeing? If your grandmother was a cow, would you expect to see a horn? So we are seeing what we want to see, right? Secondly, mm. secondly, um, yeah. So my energy was moving that dust past the light. So it wasn't she mm. was just flying past the light. It was my energy was statically taking that dust past. Now, I used to get my iPhone, right? 
And I used to spend five, six hours at nighttime with my iPhone on, record, and the flash. And I used to hold my iPhone. And actually, you can do this. You might scare the fuck out of yourself, right? <laughs> Grandma, I used to hold my camera, yeah? I used to be like, Grandma, if you're here, fly past. An orb would fly past. So I believed in orbs. Uh, again, to me, an orb is just dust particles flying past the camera where you are wanting that dust or that sign or that orb to fly. Mm. I was obsessed with orbs in pictures. I was reaching out to people who I'd never met before saying, you know that your your grandma's with you in that nightclub. They fucking blocked me. They thought you're fucking crazy. What the fuck are you on about? You know, you've got a guardian angel because there was a an orb above someone's head. And, and to me, I was like, oh, my God, guardian angel. Oh, my God, ghost spirit. Oh, my God. Reality is that that's just a bit of dust flying past the camera at that time. Right. OK, but. And I went to a gravestone and I took a picture or my uncle took a picture of me by the gravestone. There was orbs. Now, two mm. things. Dust is made up of dead cells. Dead cells are energy. Our energy is our spirit. Is the energy around that gravestone above my picture in that orb? Yes. Is it also dust? Yes. Because if you take dead skin and, and put it into like a micro like a micro lab thing and you you know mm-hmm. fucking at school where you put it under a microscope those cells will look exactly the same as an orb which is an energy so again it's like quantum physics it's this that and both um what am i trying to say for this um so yeah i said put the flash on grandma if you're here fly past a fucking orb would fly past that would be a yes should i go to the casino tonight if I felt like I should, the orb would fly past because I'm expecting the yes. Mm. If I know deep down I shouldn't because I lost say money last time, my energy would be like forcing it away so no orb flies past. But I zoomed into the orb and I saw a face. What I'm saying is that... Fuck am I saying? If you're looking for a sign, you'll get oh, a sign. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Right? You're, no, you want a sign, yeah. you'll get a sign. Because, like, yeah, the orbs would fly past. And then I'd get in my car and go to the casino. Oh, yeah, there was a light bulb thing. Darren Brown yeah. and the light bulb. Yeah. Mm. No, it's it's interesting because there's so many times. Like, my dad told me when I got my license that when he drives under certain streetlights, they'll turn off or on. And he thought it was his mum. So when I got my license, it started happening to me. And it just makes me think, you know, at that time, I'm straight away like, oh, that's my grandmother, you know, like, well, that's the people that are out there for me that have passed that I know. And um, sometimes when I'm driving around, if it hasn't happened for a while, I will say, where are you? And one will turn off or on. And it just makes me question, was that because I was expecting something by saying, where are you? Or was that the thing, you know? So, for example, when I asked for a sign, I got the sign. If you're driving Mm. past that lamppost, Grandma, if you're here, turn it off. She will. Um, At the same time, as I said, if I know deep down I should be messaging you, the TV will click whether I ask for it or not. If your mm. dad drives past the sign and just has almost got it in his head by default that grandma's in that lamppost, every time he drives past, it's going to flicker. He doesn't have to ask anymore because every time he goes past, unconsciously, he will emit that energy at 
that time and it will charge the light bulb and it'll go out or off as opposed mm-hmm. to the spirits know you're there and they are making a sign it's how you look at it okay you can look at it okay grandma knows I'm there she's making a sign in terms of the spirit world in terms of the energy world in terms of it was me the whole time I'd go mm. past a lamppost and it happened to me the same thing right grandma would make a sign um it's almost like it's by default that grandma always makes a sign subconsciously you don't have to yeah. do anything if for example you've moved on and you don't care about past life and shit like that you'll notice oh it didn't turn on you go back into that mindset grandma if you're here make that sign can you energy to asking for a sign as opposed to just doing it like should i do something procrastination what is that you say to yourself i need to do this but i shouldn't whereas if you mm. just do it you're in flow with your energy when i had a psychic reading for the first time he picked up every single thought that i knew i should be doing and i then started to do it and then the psychic couldn't pick up things anymore because I was in tune I was up to date I shifted the paradigm I was rather than in procrastination and almost I was almost on a backlog of thought a backlog of emails I was up to date my inbox was empty I was in tune so I was going past that lamppost grandma was automatically doing it because I was in flow whereas if I wasn't in Mm. flow I would say grandma if you're here flash and when I got to there she would do it or if for example I'd gone past the lamppost meaning I wasn't thinking about ghosts and spirits anymore she wouldn't do it but when I asked, she would. So essentially, it's me asking for that sign. It's about projecting energy out there. If I don't project the energy, it's not going to happen. But unconsciously, yeah. if I'm still believing that she's on that lamppost, it will happen. But when I believed for me that grandma was never here, things weren't clicking anymore because I didn't. I knew she wasn't here. So my energy wasn't expecting signs, which means there was no signs. And again, if it gives us comfort, believe it. Because end of the day, belief is just a thing that makes us feel good but it's so interesting how you said your dad was getting the flickers when I used to walk when I used to go on walks I used to walk past lampposts and it would go on and off and then mm. I used to play games and test it when I didn't want it to go off it wouldn't and it would go off when I didn't want it to so it was like well it was never me in the first place because it's going off without me and it made me realize okay it may or may not have gone off without me but I can influence whether it goes off or on as well as opposed to mm. it only goes off on grandma's hair and if she and if it doesn't go off then it would just load of bollocks it's this that and both things can click whether you want them to or not whether if you want them to they'll click and whether you're thinking about it they will click because of your unconscious thoughts it's multi-dimensional thing yeah. yeah it's as you said quantum physics it's particle wave and both it's grandma mm. spirits here if there's an energy vibration in australia at the same frequency her energy will attract into one but she'll also still be there because mm. i've just worked it out you know how i said if she goes to australia is she mm-hmm. being taken well quantum physics means that if it's here it's also there and there's no distance so it's not that the energy will go to australia essentially the australian energy of that person will become my grandma's energy here my grandma's energy will become the same energy as the australian person there it's not the energy changes because it's all goes into one in the first place so her energy will just increase in frequency there as opposed to going there and then increasing the frequency so she's there still but on a higher frequency that energy is there which increased because of her frequency i can tune into the old frequency of when she died then also the knowledge of that new person's energy 
in her spirit. So it's almost like there's no such thing as time. If I think of my uncle, uncle in Australia, and he is listening, by the way, because he, he researched you because you're an actor and shit. <laughs> he, he messages me as soon as I think about him. He's in Australia. I think of it. Think about my friend five minutes down the road in real time. It happens in the same time. So it's not that when my grandma goes to Australia's energy, she's there. It's already there. If someone is on Channel 5 walkie talkie and you're on Channel 5, you're already connecting. If you go to six, you're not. If you go to four, you're not. But if you go to six, you're already connected. So the answer mm-hmm. to that is my grandma's energy is still there. But it's also ch- taken the charge of another frequency. And she, her energy is also over there. Does that make sense? It does. I think we just need a test that would test whether when someone passes, are we tuning into past energy or current energy? And that would that's why I'm like so excited to play around with some stuff because Everything that you've been saying makes me question everything I've ever done and thought was a sign, even though I believe it was. I'm questioning it from an objective perspective. Um, there's got to be ways where we tap into that, for my belief, infinite intelligence, and they communicate with things in regards to the future. Because, and it, you know, when it comes in and there's a form of a voice in your head, you can say it's you or you can say it's them. And, you know, so it's like, same with the light you can say you're thinking about the light or they're doing it to the light so there needs to be some sort of test that tests whether you are tapping into past stuff or they are actually there guiding you through things so for example right i did these tests technically the spirit world exists i can tune into grandma at any point right she's not going to be like i'm not going to um guide you anymore because you don't believe in me well that's like when you Mm. ask a ghost to make a sign when you are expecting it to it doesn't have you noticed that and when you don't Mm. focus on it it knocks why is it that when you focus on it it never does anything but when you aren't focusing on it it does essentially what i'm saying is there's no way to test this because Mm -hmm. if i am waiting for grandma and focusing on her to fly past she's not going to be there because i'm focusing on her whereas if i am not focusing on her She's going to do it. It's almost like when you tell a child not to do something, he wants to do it on its own terms. He doesn't mm. want you to tell it to do it, right? A monkey, yep. you say, don't take my bottle of water. And then as soon as you look away, he grabs it. It's this thing about when you are waiting for something to happen, if your mum says, Rihanna, make your bed, you don't want her to ask you to make your bed. You want to make your bed, and then she goes, oh, you made your bed. Mm. It's this thing about when you observe something, you collapse it, you change its reality. I then started to get my phone out and say, Grandma, why are you here? Fly past if you were. She didn't fly past anymore. So is that because I know she wasn't here and my energy Mm. is different? Or is it, you don't fucking believe in me. Why should I bother? Why should I teach you if you don't believe in me? I'm wasting my time. Or is it, well, if the energies and the spirits were there, then they are here, relevant to whether I've changed my belief. If the old me needed spiritual guides, why can't the new me need spiritual guides? If I get depression and I become lost again and I ask for guides, will they come back? So they were only coming back when I was in a low state of depression. That's not fair. That's like, say, why does God allow suffering? He's a prick. So why can't I tune into my grandma on my phone? I've tried it. I have tried it. Nothing happens. Is it because I know she's... Are you projecting a subconscious thought at the same time, though, that she's not going to go past? So I say, for example, should I I do this? Deep down, I know... But then subconsciously, are you questioning your beliefs? Like, you're, like, questioning your questions? So you're, like... 
you're like saying, show me a sign. And in the back of your head, you're going, you're not going to show me a sign because I've asked you to. And I believe that when I ask you something, you're not going to show it to me. And so you projected that belief. And regardless, she's not going to show it because you projected a belief. Do you know what I mean? So, so yeah, so it's a mixture of everything. It is that. Mm. It is also the fact that I know that, for example, it's the fact that I know she was never here based on my, you know, like a science experiment, you believe up until the point where nobody could counteract it or find flaws. So Mm. Einstein, relativity, he believed that because no one else had an alternative, but someone else does it. You now, you now are acting upon that belief. Grandma, if I believe she wasn't never here, then I'm not expecting her to fly past. At the same time, it's like, well, what if she actually was here? And I'm, I'm nervous. So mm. then I don't want to have to go back up, go back and all the knowledge I thought was real and realize it was bollocks. So then you're like, fuck, I'd rather not know if my if I was adopted because I love my dad. and I don't believe I don't want to believe that he's not my real father. So we sort mm. of don't want the answers. So, you know, what I mean, and there's that as well. Then there's also the fact that what you said, which was if you what was it, what did you say? The first bit Qu- questioning your question. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's everything. Because mm. my observation is changing the outcome. If I suddenly was hypnotized into believing that she was real, I would have that belief of that is coming to me. She's going to fly past. But mm. my last belief of hypnosis, for example, is I don't have any fear. So I skydive. Whereas if I didn't have the hypnosis, I wouldn't skydive. My last belief is she was never here. She's not going to fly past. I can't convince myself any other way that she was here unless I have some profound knowledge that makes me believe that again, that mm. I'm observing the fact that she's not going to fly past. Unless, for example, somebody hypnotized me. I've tried it. I can't make, I can't get the match to turn on anymore. I can't make things click. It's, it's weird because when I used to ask for signs, I was waiting presently for that click and it would. But now when I mm. say, you know, make us click the TV, I, I just, I, I move on and then it clicks. It's on a delay. It's on a delay. So it's mm. like, I can't, it's like, the, the, if I looked at the orb, if I looked at the camera and I went off and did my shit, it would fly past probably. But then that probably was dust. But then I know, for example, that energy can pull dust, right? But then if I'm waiting for it to happen, it doesn't happen. And I, I'm talking like five hours at nighttime. I suggest sit with my phone talking to grandma, asking, why, do, why am I bullied? Why am I not like everyone else? Am I going to make it? Am I going to find love? Why well, I don't have a girlfriend? Fly, 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 fly. It was asking my to confide in my own thoughts I needed a, a person of authority like my dad or a teacher to give me the answers mm. in that case it was grandma I used to leave my phone on flash all day as I was doing stuff and they'll be all flying past me and that'll give me comfort that she was here I'm on my computer and all would fly past grandma's here looking after me essentially I had no friends growing up so she came for me because I had no one but at the same time, I, I stopped listening to my father because my knowledge became superior to his. And I was telling him stuff that he was saying was wrong. As the parent, he would teach me, but he was wrong. We used to argue about the same damn thing. Allah God, Allah God, same fucking thing. And then I was lost because he gave me the answer to everything. So now I had no one apart from the voice in my head, which is me mm. becoming my father, stepping into my father's shoes, taking his wisdom and becoming the man of the house, for example. So that was the voice in my head. And the grandma of it was because I had no one. It's so interesting. It just makes me, like, the whole time you were talking, it just made me, you know, think how content you are with your belief and how content I am with mine. And it just comes back to that point of, like, at the end of the day, as long as you believe in something and, and it makes you happy, that's really all that counts. Because 
me studying all this stuff that doesn't like, and I guess not studying, sorry, believing in all this stuff that you might not believe in me trying to push that onto you doesn't mean it's going to make you feel the way it makes me feel. And it doesn't mean that you're going to live a fulfilled life because it's done that for me. It means you've got your own journey. And at the end of the day, we are coming to the same conversation. There's just different experiences and things we've done that obscure our, you know, the way we believe in it. So it's funny. It just, it's, it's nice to see that we're not disagreeing. We're just accepting it as different ways that I'm not going to achieve believing what you believe and you're not going to achieve what you want, believing what you believe, like what I believe, because it's not going to make each other happy. (laughs) If that makes sense. um, So imagine that, you know, five years ago when I was around people, they, they read the secret. So their energy Mm. is the secret energy. Let's just say frequency three, right? If they're frequency three, they won't expand their knowledge. And as I expand my, imagine I'm a very dominant energy, like 10, and there's not many 10s out there. I'm a 10, you'll say a 8 or a 9, and most people are just 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It means that someone who's a 9 is closer to my knowledge, meaning what I've just said, and they will question it and may or may not get to a 10. They may understand what I'm saying. They may take on that belief. Whereas if I said that to, say, someone who's just learned the secret, it's just it's just not relevant. They're not on that journey. Mm. Let's just say that you are more spiritually in tune compared to other people along my journey. You may take what I've said. You may realize, shit, this spirit world is a load of nonsense because you are you've already got to that spiritual journey. Question loads of shit. So now you're one step to the energy shit. Whereas before you've got people like religion and then spirituality and then energy. So they might not really take anything that I've said away and learn. It's just that I understand that's interesting and that's it but because you are a higher energy more in tune to me for example you're more in tune or closer to the energy level I'm on so you might mm. take that knowledge and do something with it as opposed to anyone else the great thing about just speaking is that you're speaking your own belief somebody's listening and they will take that if there's something to be learned they'll learn and if there isn't then they won't I'm not mm. preaching or telling people to believe this because end of the day it doesn't matter whether i'm right and wrong i don't know just like no one else knows it comes down to if i'm saying something which is making you question your belief you are only going to evolve as a human being for the better so i don't have to tell mm. you that i'm right god's god exists energies exist, ghosts exist i make it clear that i believed the same things that people believe about reincarnation and ghosts i kept questioning stuff i found flaws and here's where i'm at now you take what I've said and do what you want with it because it's not about trying to change your belief because as I said mm. it was comforting for me knowing grandma was here as it's comforting for people knowing that they're spirit guides but at the same time does it empower somebody knowing that what you're believing is a load of bollocks and by this new superior knowledge how does it affect your life in a more powerful way mm. again that is something that will happen naturally based on the things that you read and that you see you'll take that and you'll learn if there's something to be learned if there's not it was just a good conversation and that is just life you're just a plant mm. growing and then dying and then another one grows and and that's the best thing about speaking mm. just people will learn if there's something to learn and if there's not then they won't and it's not about preaching and who's right or wrong um because it's sub- i don't know if I, can, it's obje- I need to google it subjective objective what's the difference because it's subjective to <laughs> what they want to see and what level they're on and that is the thing, right? I might say this thing about, you know, the ghosts are never there. 
you might stand your ground because deep down you know shit i'm gonna mm. have to question everything that i said or you might be like i see his point of view i still want to believe ghosts or you might believe that they but in 40 years time for example rhiannon at 50 or whatever might be like do you know what he was right so it's just like different levels to it. You might put mm. this to bed. You might analyse it. Your mum might realise he's fucking right and you realise I'm wrong. Then you might realise, actually, mum, you are right. He is right. Or you might learn and she might. There's no fucking rules. It's just at the frequency you're at when you are searching for something. As my dad said, I was searching. I was looking for answers. I wanted signs. I wanted signals. He thing is, well, my dad knew the journey I was on. He never told me what I was doing was right or wrong. He knew I was mm. lost and I was on a journey. He couldn't help me. He knew I was in my head. He used to say, what's going on in that head, mate? He could see by my eyes when I used to excessively think my eyes were red because I'm fucking twitching all the time because of the Tourette's I mm. had, brain activity. What's going on, mate? He couldn't help me. I was working all this shit out. And and he knew that I was lost and I was searching. And at the end of it, I said, did you know that she was never here? And he said, he basically said that it's not about whether she was or not you were searching mm. he's always in the gray he never gives me a black and white answer because at the end of the day he doesn't know whether they exist or not he's also smart enough to know both sides like me he would never give me a fucking black and white answer because it isn't black and white it's gray if you believe grandma was there fantastic that's your own feeling it's not about wrong or right i said did you, did you know she was ever here and he goes we'll never know mate but you were searching you fucking idiot you always knew and it's like why didn't you help me you couldn't help me <laughs> mm. that's the bottom line that's a, and it goes back to what we were saying in the beginning is that you, there's certain things he would have looked at you and saw that as something that it was not for him to interfere with you know i used to spend like three hours on the couch from seven to eleven silent in my head thinking my head would just be like facing towards the couch because my dad focusing on me it took away the energy i used to just be facing that way thinking analyzing assessing when i used to go to bed three hours before sleep just working out chicken or the egg fuck's sake how can there be a god because of this like why like everything like wow. fucking every single damn thing three hours before i couldn't sleep every single night i used to be at school thinking 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 i never understood the teacher thinking 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 i spent my whole life in my head because what i was seeing and hearing didn't didn't wasn't in harmony with my own energy and because mm. my energy was of the frequency of jesus monk buddha enlightened beings like kiwa Winfrey, will smith all these great beings the so people at school negative toxic bullshit vibration the teacher their bullshit vibration university bullshit vibration my vibration was never the same so most yeah. kids they follow because they just happily would do what they're doing their thoughts are made up of just playing football shagging after school my energy was that planet 30 years ago which is coming back around now coincidentally and the same energies of all these great people jesus monk buddha all these people i was tuning into their knowledge when i was five years old that's what the twitching was about but Tourette's mm. is the brain activity. The twitching is helping the brain process information. The swearing is the frustration of, fuck, cunt, nigga, fuck. Why can't I work this shit out? Because mm. my energy is tuning into Buddha and all this amazing knowledge that I don't know why it's coming into my head because I am that energy frequency. And all these other fuckers at school are just listening to history and um, fucking Pi and Pythagoras and 101 equals 2. And my brain is focusing on bloody monk Buddha's energy that I've no control over. I'm being drawn mm. over there, but I'm stuck in school for six hours. So I'm constantly in my head. That's why it was a fucking nightmare for me. 
it's kind of like me now. Like, I feel like I, you know, definitely the past six months I've isolated quite a lot to to self-learn, you know, and self-study and go through that shift. And now I'm finding interacting in the real world is, like, less inviting. And I just want to be at home where my energy is pure and, like, everyone gets me and, you know, I, I understand them and they know I'm analysing them because I can't help it now when I question yeah. what they do, whereas you can't go up to someone and be like, did you think about that before you said it? Because I'm pretty sure you wouldn't have said it. Like, actually, let's just revisit what you said and then we'll – like, you know, like, it's so – it's so rude and like egotistical to think like that, but it's almost like I I know I'm not on the other side of that shift yet where I've, you know, completely gotten rid of that ego where, you know, I know I'm not fitting in, but now everyone else looks like they don't know what they're doing and I don't know how to, you can't, yeah, you can't just go up to people who like you would talk to a normal conversation you can't have those basic conversations anymore. That's what I'm trying to say. I can't just spit this stuff out at Easter and everyone's going to be like, yeah, yeah, did you see that flow on the on the Goop Lab? Like, amazing. It, it, there's just no point. No one's going to talk back to me. <laughs> so what I will say is that, as you said, you'll get through that journey yourself mm-hmm. and things that I have said will get you to the next stepping stone. I can't force you out where I know you're going to be. I can only get you to the stepping stone. Everyone's a stepping stone, right? Mm. No one takes you the full way. I was that person. I I didn't see anyone for three years. My friends kept yeah, saying, right. Like, when I was um eight, I left I left college. Fucking hated college. No one liked me. I had bad breath, spotty braces. I was a disaster, yeah. Mm. And I'd left college, and I just spent my life on my computer making websites online, trying to make a million quid, whatever. I didn't see anyone for three years, and people stopped bothering with me because I was in my head I couldn't be at the pub when I was working out the shit that I was trying to do I just I couldn't be there right people knew I was analyzing them and I was judging them because I was I was better than you I'm gonna be a big deal you're just a fucking piece of shit like you're gonna get nowhere in life that's my negative energy from them saying no one likes you right so Mm -hmm. that was me I had no friends growing up and they know that I'm judging them and they know that I'm not the same as them and I'm different they know my dreams they know that they're gonna have this shitty job forever they don't want to be around you they want to be around people or just content going out for a fag drinking all got depression and anxiety oh I'm on depression tablets let's confide in our bollocks yeah rather than find a solution Mm. and I had nobody anyway that, that, anyway, so when I was younger, I didn't see anyone for three years and I didn't shower. I didn't eat. I got skinny. I got greasy hair, bad breath. My posture was shit. Um, and, and you become isolated and you can't look at people. You can't. You're not used to eye contact. You're not used to lights outside in the supermarket. You're not used to people looking at you. You aren't used to speaking. I mumbled. I, was, I spent so much time in my head, you know, possession mm-hmm. where. You spend so much time in your head that somebody tries to say, do something like you exorcisms and the, the vicar's saying the father, the son, the Holy Spirit. No, no, because she's been in her head her whole life. And mm. I found myself like muttering because I hadn't spoken to anyone in such a long time. So I, it was like I was fucking possessed because I've seen that. Wow. They're like, it's like they can't, their mouth movement hasn't been what's used to anyway so then you start to mumble people look at you like you're crazy you go back into your head that was the worst thing for me because I would have I would have drove myself to possession because the more you spend time in your head in tune to your own voice to your own self the more out of sync you become with your family your friends 
you lose your friends mm. you can't speak to random people because you're not the same and i realized that when i used to listen to radio stations real life stuff that was going on people calling in i felt connected to people but there was a time where i was only listening to say spotify music music that only i liked i became out of sync with the world and looking back Mm. I see friends that <clears throat> replay the same music over and over and over and over again. Songs that they played when they were at school. And I'm talking like songs that are 10 years ago. Fucking mm. 10 years ago. They're playing those same songs. Why? Because it makes them feel back to the days of friends at school. Because they're not at school anymore. And they've just got a job. And they're not the same. And that and puts them back into that mindset. And I was listening to all these songs. Becoming so out of sync with the rest of the world. I wasn't speaking to anyone. I had no social media. I wasn't seeing anybody. I mm. became out of sync. And I realized as much as I hate social media, I have to be on it just because we only know things from social media. So when you go to the pub, you say, hey, I saw that 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 painting you did, that, that new dog you've got. And that's conversation. Whereas mm. you don't know what your friends are doing. There's just nothing to speak about. So, yes, um, to that, isolation is good when you're working out shit. It comes a point where you have to go outside because it's so comforting and freeing in your own energy. Going on a walk late at night, like I do, with the animals, the foxes, the deer, the owls, the moon. I'm looking at, I'm literally sitting on the ground with a fox or, an, or a cat or a deer, right? Because wow. I'm connected with nature. And I don't want to go home because going home is reality. You don't want to go back to mm. work in the office because it's always bollocks. Reality is that you have to work. You've got to work with people. They're going to be different energies. They're not going to be the same as you. If you want to be a monk in a mountain... Yeah, Rhiannon could be a monk in a mountain, build a little cabin all by herself, forest off the nuts. I'd love to do that. <laughs> but I need to be healing the world. What, what good is it? What good is my knowledge in the fucking middle of a mountain? Which means I'm going to have to be in a room full of toxic, cancerous pricks, be in a room full of negative people judging me. That's just the way it is. So mm. rather than, as you said, being isolated in your own balance and harmony with nature, teach people who want to be taught. Don't teach people who haven't asked to be taught. Reserve that energy and then you charge yourself with them. And then when you go out, you act as an a sponge. You absorb the negative energy. But rather than, like Rihanna at school, when people be negative to her and you go and hide in, under the playground by yourself, you can now cope with that negative charge because you've raised yourself so high for mm. your knowledge and energy in your room, on YouTube, on your laptop, that when they say negative stuff and you know they're talking about you and you know they're just whatever, it doesn't affect you because it absorbs and it your positive energy counteracts it. Whereas the old Rihanna, the old me, it would take me down. It's almost like when I used to go clubbing with my friends. I'd dance and be a certain way. They'd judge me and say, why are you dancing like that? And I'd stop dancing and I'd go and sit down. And I'd, 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 I'd want to go mm. home. Then I realized I'm letting the negative energy affect me. So then I let law of attraction, power of the mind and the secret. I went out. I started to dance how the fuck I wanted. And then I'll see them judging me saying, you're so weird what you're doing. When I kept dancing how I wanted to, looking at them as if to say, I don't give a shit what you're saying. They went off to the bar. They went for a cigarette. They didn't bother anymore. And they weren't there. And then mm. these new people were like, yeah, let's all dance together. The other positive vibrations, I would attract them to me and we'd have a dance and we'd share the, the, the same mindset of we are happy people dancing how we want to. And all the negative fucks who were just all shy, they weren't there. To cut a long story short, I went clubbing four times a week by myself, dancing how I wanted. I pushed away the negative people saying, what the fuck are you doing? And then the positive mm. people would come and then I stopped going clubbing just like that. Because I'd raised my energy enough where I could handle people looking at me. I could handle negative energy. So you say you're isolating, you don't want to go out. You're charging yourself. 
but you need to go out and absorb the energy. And now the new Rhiannon, with all this superior knowledge, as opposed to the Rhiannon, say, two months ago, preach that. Not telling them mm. what to do. Share information in a way that it's reverse psychology, like me. By me talking my knowledge, I'm not telling people what to do. I know from experience that people will listen and that I have mm. the superior knowledge that out of all these teachers, you're probably going to listen to me because I have the most experience. That's experience. So when I talk about something, I know that I'm healing that person because I'm not telling them, but I know they're listening. Then they ask questions. So when you go out, you meet mm. people, you just speak about your day and your journey. People will be enlightened and inspired by you and they'll ask you questions. And the more they ask you questions, the more you talk, the better you feel. You have that connection of, Rihanna, man, thank you, man. This has been my day. You feel confident. And then you go out again, you meet somebody else. You do that, you talk, and then that's two. Then that's three. And then everywhere you go, all these people are there asking for your knowledge. And now you're not shy anymore. You don't want to be indoors. Now you want to be outdoors because you're helping all these people and you feel so good that you want to be out. And now you reverse from being indoors because you're trying to protect your energy to going outdoors, knowing that it's at a certain level where the angels, the spirits or whatever mm. will protect you. And negative energy doesn't affect you in the way that it did before you start to go indoors to, you know, comfort surroundings. Because I was that person. I isolated myself for three years and I started to go out to the pub. I was a foreigner. I was a Mexican in a in a Scottish bar. I was just I had nothing in common with anyone. And it was dangerous because mm. I realized, fuck, I either never fit in again and just live by myself or I mold. And I started to be myself. People were like, God, you're crazy. So much energy. Are you on drugs? I'm like, no, just, you know, whatever. And even though I wasn't the same and they were calling me crazy. I could handle it this time. Whereas before, mm. they would say it and I'd, I'd go indoors. Now they would say it. I'd understand how you don't see what I see. I could take that and sort of just calm it down. So rather than preaching on purpose, I'd calm it down. And I'd talk confidently with people as opposed to just being out there and loud. Because nobody likes that person who's got money. No one's an act. You're an actor. Confident. People don't like the fact that you've got something they don't. So rather than mm. not going out there because nobody wants to listen, rather than preaching it, go out there. Speak to people who you know will have an interest on a basis. So I always wear different colour socks here because I always like mm. to be different, right? But nice. it became a point, yeah. I used to go to normal places. People could see that I had different socks on, would presume I'm not normal and therefore wouldn't even be next to me. So I was almost like shooting myself in the foot. I'd always wear a suit, always wear Ralph Lauren. People say, yeah. Be yourself. I'm like, yes, that's also great. But in reality is that you have to fit your surroundings. If you go for a job interview, you've got to wear a suit. Some things mm. you have to do to fit in. If you go into a pub where they're talking about bollocks, this isn't the time where you need to preach your law of attraction bullshit. Have fun with them. Speak about football. Speak about <coughs> just speak about like just normal shit that they can connect with. Even though you're mm. no, you're not the same at all. Just connect on football. And then you realize, wow. The communication, that conversation was amazing. And I don't need to teach them and heal them. I don't need to preach my bollocks. Just have a conversation about, did you see whatever down the road? And then then you feel good. And they're like me. You learn to teach who listens and then don't talk to who doesn't. And so basically what I'm trying to say to you is go out the house. Limit the knowledge, knowing that these people don't know it. And you'll attract people that want to listen. And then mm. you'll learn, you will suddenly realize I can absorb people's negative energy and it's okay. 
and that's how you go to the next stage. And I'm only speaking from my experience, knowing that people yeah. often go along the same journey. I'm just sort of saying where you are and where you're probably going to go because it's the same journey of kind of need isolation. Isolation is important because you need to have time to think. People can't be mm. around you telling you all this shit because it's interfering with your shit. They're saying, you know, ghosts don't exist, take your meds. No, ghosts do exist, and meds are just a temporarily solution, so you need to isolate yourself. But, yeah, um, three years I isolated myself. Yeah, no, I think I think my my isolation has definitely just been part of I've had to be at home this time to learn everything. Otherwise, if I'm out and about, it's not continuous enough, and I couldn't have embedded such strong routines through repetition without the time um, to do that. And I, you know, I definitely realized in you saying that, that it is my issue. It's not that I'm worried about everyone else. It's, it's my own issue that I'm projecting, you know, saying that I'm going to worry about their conversations, but it's more about, are they going to be able to handle me now? Yes. Um, so it's my, it's my issue. It's not, it's not, I'm not stressing about what, whatever they're going to say. It's, I'm stressed about what they're going to say about what I have to say <laughs> if I, if I, have a different opinion that I don't didn't used to or something like that, that maybe everyone strongly agreed on, you know, and next minute I'm of the opposite now or whatever. But it's, it's without any of that, then I'm never going to learn. If I'm in my house forever, then without any challenges or experiences like that, I'm just going to sit there and keep gaining knowledge in isolation. I'm not going to actually like without all the negative experiences, that's how I learn and grow. So I do I have to put myself out there and spread my message and, and like you said, you can have genuine, nice conversations that aren't about that topic for sure. And it's just finding that, I guess what it is, is since I've recently had all this, all you want to do is help. And so your instinct to help is to quickly just tell everyone you love what they should do. Because in your head, you're like, if you do this step by step, you're sweet. Like, just listen to me, please. Just stop what you're doing. I'll write you a list. I'll like move in for the next month and we're just going to remodel, you know, like that's that's all great to 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 want to do that but they don't they don't, they don't necessarily want it <laughs> um, um so it's just it's finding that balance just quickly i need to go for the toilet have you, i'm enjoying this chat so how long have you got because i need to go to the toilet quickly how long have you got um well i had an hour and it's been two so <laughs> so can you can you continue because i need to go to the toilet quickly but are you okay to... um i could probably go for five more minutes but yeah i've got to it's night time here, so I've got to get to bed early for tomorrow. All right, okay. All right, let's end this now, and then we'll do another one later to carry on, right? Um, plug yeah, anything cool. you want to quickly plug quickly. Um, Instagram is at riri.bear, but it's R-H-I-R-H-I. Um, and all my YouTube links on there and Facebook, and I love the Proctor Gallagher Institute, and thanks for having me back, and... Enjoy the full moon tonight now that you're all around your planetary stuff. What I will will say is, right, even though it went on for another hour, this extra hour will have – it's not wasted. Like you'll go to bed thinking about stuff. So Mm -hmm. I've realised that, you know – yeah, it's almost like when you go in the gym, when you push that little further, that's when you get results. You planned an hour. Mm -hmm. This extra hour has been, I would say, the most – valuable for just people same mm-hmm. so, same. so I'm yeah almost like oh could we like you know when you can like pick it where it's like starts to really take off I was like thinking about it when I saw that it'd been over an hour I was like oh damn we only really kind of got into it after an hour by the looks of like what I can remember what we've just been talking about yeah <laughs> but um, no definitely we'll do another one for sure 
Right, I'm going to stop this and I'm going to say goodbye and then I'm going to go to the toilet. Wait a sec. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this episode, I have many more for you to listen to. So go back and have a look at the old ones. Also, make sure that you have subscribed and notifications are turned on so you know when I've released a new one. Follow me on Instagram. Yes, King Oliver. Have a great day.